Hi there, welcome to Ask Away, a podcast where kids can ask anything about the Bible. This is Riley. Today I'm here with my mom, obviously, and our friends Olive, who's six. Hi. And Junia, who's ten. Hi. Together we'll tell a Bible story, and we kids will jump in along the way to ask about what we notice, wonder about, or think is weird. Then my mom will talk about some great question, questions other kids sent in. Do you have the hiccups? <laughs> yes. <laughs> After the show, we hope you'll join in. What did you notice, wonder, or think was weird? Record it as a direct message on Instagram and send it as an email to askawaypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a Voxer message where we're... There to Ask Away podcast. Be sure to tell us your first name and age. The Bible's pretty amazing as it helps us know who God is, but it can also be confusing and new and really different from how things are now. So we want you to know that when it comes to God in the Bible, every question is okay and you can ask away. Well, welcome, y'all. It's good to see you. We are all together in a room to do this episode. Yeah. That's fun. I know. Uh, What story are we doing today, Riley? David and Goliath. I always said Joseph and Goliath. (laughs) Well, that would have been half right. (laughs) Have you heard this story before, Olive and Junia? I think so. Maybe. Maybe. When was the last? Have you heard it recently, Riley? Or has it been a while since you've heard this one? A long time ago. State far, far away. In Illinois when we talked about it there? Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a little while. This is actually a story that a lot of kids probably hear pretty often. It's often included if somebody has a kid's Bible in their house or it often gets told if they go to a church time. And so it'll be fun to do this one along the way. So let's dive in. So God's people tell their stories. And a lot of the key stories from God's people, the Israelites, are in the book that we know of as the Bible. This is a story from what's called the Old Testament in the Bible, which are the stories that happened with God's people before Jesus came. And this is a battle story. God's people have battle stories like nearly every community for all of time in history, basically, tells battle stories. Like the Declaration of Independence. Which came, there was battles around that document happening in the United States. Yeah, that's one example. And these battle stories aren't just about the people who fought, Israelites or enemies, though a lot of, like a lot of cultures, partially, they are there to tell stories about courage and loyalty and being part of your community. So that's true. But these battle stories are also really important for another big reason. They thought that they were helpful in saying something about who God was. So two things to know about battle stories today. Here's the first. There seems to be a style of storytelling if you are going to talk about a battle in Bible times. And this story seems to fit that style, starting with a giant. The giant is called Goliath, and he is a champion representing the Philistines, which is a group of people who live kind of nearby Israel. Now, you asked Riley a great question. Do you remember what you asked about him a while ago in the car? Mm Mm-hmm. 
was he a real giant? And that is an amazing question because there's a style of storytelling where you always make your enemies huge and so hard to fight and you were never going to win, but then you do. (laughs) (laughs) And in that style, you often would exaggerate about your enemies. Do we know what exaggerate means? Yes. No. So since we don't all know, exaggerate is when you tell something and the way you talk about it is like extra. But it's not because you're lying. It's because everybody knows that you're choosing to tell it extra to make it funnier or to make it more dramatic. And so there's a bit of battle storytelling that exaggerates. It's extra. And it just might be that Goliath was not a giant. However, in the Bible, they also are really specific about Goliath. They tell us exactly how tall he is and like how big he was, which was like a little over nine feet tall. That's way taller than most any real person, but it's not totally impossible, right? A tall grown-up is often six or six and a half feet tall. An extremely tall basketball player now might be seven feet tall. But the tallest man on earth is only seven feet tall. Right now. But that doesn't mean always and forever. So it's a great question of whether he was a real giant or just an amazing champion. And we have to tell the story with drama. (laughs) And that is how it begins, because over and over, Goliath, the champion fighter of the Philistines, would come out and he would say to Israel on the battlefield, here's the deal. Send a champion of your own to fight me, and if you win, we will all serve you. If I win, you will all serve us. And over and over again, he would issue this challenge. I wonder how the people felt every time Goliath comes out. To say this to them. I think they'd be annoyed after three times. <laughs> yeah. Maybe scared of him. I think it might be scary. For sure. Maybe unknowing. Like they don't know if they'd win or not win. Yeah, that's a great one. Well, like all nations, the Philistines have gods that they trust, that they think take care of them and make things okay. Well, if the Philistines beat the Israelites, everyone would have thought that meant that their gods were better than Yahweh God of Israel. And that is the second thing to know about the style of battle stories from the Bible. At that time, if there's a battle, the winner, the idea is that their God was best and that's part of why they won. And whoever lost, then everyone would think that that was the weaker God. So it kind of feels like a big deal for Israel when we know that part, huh? This battle that they have. Well, one day, a young man named David was coming to visit his brothers because they were in the army and the captain. He had food for all of them and to just kind of check in on them. David was not in the army. He was the youngest of the brothers. And so he actually hung back where they lived and he took care of the herds of like sheep that they raised. So that's why he wasn't there. He went to visit. And the Bible says that as David was walking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion, came out from the Philistine ranks, out from the line. And David heard him shout his usual taunt to the army of Israel. As soon as the Israelite army saw Goliath, they began to run away in fright. So they were really scared, which makes sense if you have this massive champion soldier yelling at you every day, right? But David had a different reaction. He said, who's this pagan Philistine anyway? 
that he's allowed to defy the armies of the living God. It's a lot of extra words. Pagan means he does not worship Yahweh God. He worships someone else. So it's like, who is this guy who trusts this other no God coming to tell all of us who know Yahweh God that we're going to lose? What's his deal? So David volunteers to be Israel's champion. He says he'll do it. I wonder how the army felt when they started to hear the news that someone had volunteered to be Israel's champion. Um, I think they might be scared and some of them might actually be angry. Ooh, why might they be angry? Because uh, they, because he might think since he like round up sheep, since he's like a shepherd, then he wouldn't act like he might not. He might he doesn't have any chance in the battle because he doesn't like know how to fight. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're um, like confused because he's not. He's never fought in a war before. I think both of those are amazing guesses. Maybe happy because they finally have somebody to attack him. All of those are wonderful guesses. And I think maybe if it's an army, probably all of those are true. And it does come up, this whole thing that he was a shepherd. And like, what does he actually know about joining the army? However, David comes on and he claims that being a shepherd is actually going to be a really helpful thing. He reminds the king, his name is Saul, Hey, when you're a shepherd, you know what you got to do? Fight wolves and bears. And I've done that. And I beat them. So if I can bop a bear on the nose, <laughs> I might be able to fight this guy too. Is it, wasn't Saul's name now Paul? That is a different Saul. We meet him in the New Testament. And so there's a King Saul who was king of Israel in the Old Testament. There is a Saul, part of God's people in the New Testament, who will become Paul after he meets Jesus. Great question. So David says, and this is what the Bible tells us, he says. He says, Yahweh God who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. So David seems to have something in mind about who God is or what God's like that's helping him make this choice to be the champion. What do you guys notice about what David seems to think about who God is? He's really strong and powerful. That he'll help him. Yeah. Um, that God will protect him no matter what. Yeah. I think that's the kind of thing that David has in mind about God and this whole choice. And so Saul the king finally allows it and says, all right, go ahead and may Yahweh God be with you. So David took the weapon he knew well, a slingshot. And then he grabs five smooth stones from the river and he walks to the champion Goliath. I wonder how David felt at the river while he's gathering those rocks. Brave, scared, proud. And maybe all those feelings at the same time. Yeah. A hundred percent. So Goliath saw David and made fun of him. And was like, it's like I'm a great big dog and you're a tiny little stick and I'm just gonna chew you up. And then David saw Goliath and said, I come to you in the name of Yahweh of angels' armies, the God of the armies of Israel that you've defied. Today, Yahweh will conquer you, all of you. And everyone here will know Yahweh God rescues their people, but not with sword and spear. This is Yahweh God's battle, and they will give you to us. Very dramatic. 
And so David puts a rock in a slingshot, winds it up to get some momentum, releases a stone, and sure enough, it hits Goliath in the head. And down he goes. Kaboom. (laughs) (laughs) So he was just pretending to be a champion or what? (laughs) That's a great question, right? It was incredibly unexpected. And Israel wins. And the Philistines lose. And the story goes on a bit more if we had the Bible. And there's more details if you read it in a real Bible. But there we are. Which gets me wondering what you all think about what we see about who God is and what God's like in this story. That he's even, that even though he doesn't have like any weapons or armor at all, he can be a humongous armored and armed man. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that I noticed that God is more powerful than we think. Mm, Yeah. Because it's a situation where it would seem like even if God's powerful, this is like a really big deal. You would need God to be even bigger than you think. We talked about how David along the way certainly must have felt afraid. We all have times that we feel afraid. Probably not of nine foot giants. (laughs) But of other stuff, right? Yeah. Like, like ants. Yeah, Riley does not like ants. They really creep him out. I don't always like being home in my house alone at night after dark, even though probably nothing will be fine, but I don't like it. I'm yeah. scared of clowns. Yeah, because a lot of people are scared of clowns. So someone wrote this story after ye- like years and years and years and years of people telling this story to God's people. And even though it's been a really long time and we don't, fight battles and have giants and a lot of super different. What do you think that writer of this story might want to tell us about the stuff that makes us scared? What would they hope we know? To face our fears? Ooh, maybe to yeah, go ahead and face yeah. it. Hmm. I think they would want us to know God's with us. I noticed David remembering God's with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because sometimes you don't feel better, but if you know God's with you when you're scared... That changes it, just like any time you're not alone when you're scared. Well, does anyone have any other thoughts, questions? Nope. No. 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 Thank you so much, Olive, Junia, Riley, and Peyton. Now it's time for an awesome kid question. This question comes from Daniel. I'm Daniel. I'm Fred. Daniel wants to know if God made us. Daniel, yes, God made you. God made your body. God made your personality. God knows the things you like to do for fun and the things you like to eat and the things you do not like to eat. God made you, knows you, and loves you. And God made you good. Now it's your turn. What did you notice, wonder? Record your thought or questions and send it to us. You can do that by sending a voice message on Instagram to Meredith Ann Miller. You can send a voice memo by email to askawaypodcast at gmail.com, or you can send us a voice message on Voxer where there is Ask Away Podcast. When you do, tell us how old you are and your first name. And then, grownups, you can find me at Meredith Ann Miller on Instagram, where I also send out a newsletter every now and again about kids and faith and questions and all that good stuff. Grownups, please rate, review, and subscribe. Bye. Bye. Bye.